Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Kernels. And dear listeners, those of you who have been with us for a while will know that here we try and keep things focused on what's going on on set or what's going on in the editing suite or behind the desk that someone's writing at and not try and get kind of not let ourselves get distracted by what's going on on Twitter but sometimes these matters suck you in and sometimes though they seem so trivial they actually you know they say a lot about the industry and the the world and the uh the moment we're living at the moment and one such crazy one has happened this week so I've been on holiday um for a few days now in New Orleans just trying to disengage from social media which I I'm sure a lot of you already try and do periodically but if you don't you definitely should give it a shot I think it's a very important and healthy thing to do but yeah I've been trying to you know keep away from it's not so much the communication element it's just you know trying to not be bombarded by so much information and not get so emotionally invested in things that maybe aren't worth my time one's time but I guess I was so I was scrolling through an app Maybe I was going to post a photo or something quickly, and but I see the words Mark Duplass and apologize. And I'm thinking right at the top of a feed, I was like, that can't be good. We're talking about like a, a, a you know, a, a guy who's big within the indie circles, but is really, you know, a fairly small director, actor in the grand scheme of things, not a household name, not an A-lister. So what's he doing in like in the headlines? Like something really bad has happened. Mark Duplass apologizes. Has he, has he killed a man? Has he set fire to a small town? I couldn't resist. I should have known better. I should have clicked away and gone back to what I was doing, but I, I clicked. And it turns out what has Mark Duplass done? He's recommended a right-leaning podcast, and that's what he's had to apologize for. And it's not, it's not surprising. Uh, it's more than it is. It's just exhausting. And looking into it, it went down pretty much as you could kind of see it going down. So let's let's just kind of look through the timeline of this and try and work out exactly what happened together and try and piece together some kind of conclusion or some sanity amid this latest, latest supposed transgression in the internet discourse. So it started when Mark Duplass tweeted, and I'll read it in full, he wrote, Fellow Liberals... You see where he's going with this, like getting that in there right off the bat. Fellow liberals, if you're interested at all in crossing the aisle, you should consider following Ben Shapiro. I don't agree with him on much, but he's a genuine person who once helped me for no other reason than to be nice. He doesn't bend the truth. His intentions are good. That was it. That was the tweet. It's something that 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, would have just passed unnoticed, unremarked on quickly became a huge, huge issue based on people's judgments of the guy in question, Ben Shapiro. Now, he's a conservative podcaster. I think he's one of the biggest conservative podcasters 
and he's not someone I would I would I would recommend. And when Duplass says that he doesn't bend the truth, I don't think that's true. I think he bends the truth frequently to, or tries to mould it somewhat to fit his narrative. I actually listen to his podcast because, as a liberal myself, I think it is important to hear how events are going over on the other side of the aisle, as it were, and what version of events is being told there and how people are responding to them and how people are perhaps twisting them. So rather than just live in an MSNBC Guardian bubble, I try and try and take on this other content. And I, I kind of feel like the two pillars, certainly of the podcast community, if if you're interested in US politics and kind of why wouldn't be you and why wouldn't you be at this moment in time, a Pod Save America and the Ben Shapiro show. One taking the facts and twisting them in ways that fit their leftist narrative and the other Shapiro's twisting them slightly to fit the conservative narrative. I would argue that the Pod Save America guys have their hearts are more in the right place, but they are worse for twisting the truth or rather avoiding certain parts of the truth and focusing on others and trying to kind of be performative and present the news, interpret the news and form views based on what they think will make them popular and cool. I think they're worse at that than Shapiro, though he do, he too for sure does, even though he's been very critical of Trump. He still, I think, reads into... He, he He's too willing to forgive Trump. Trump will do some awful, awful things and he'll just be able to write them off as like, oh, he's just, it's just nonsense, you know? He's just saying words again that don't mean anything and I think words do matter in that... It's wrong that he's trying to kind of soften them for his listeners and try and make it seem as though these are these are okay things to do. But yeah, so I listened to both shows, and as such, I would probably recommend both shows, as Duplass kind of did, you know. And he put and he put it he he was clearly aware that this might be an outcome. So he he said, "Fellow liberals, if you're interested in crossing the aisle." So he said, I don't agree with him much. Um, he's, the, th- the thing he mentions about a genuine person that helped me out wants to be nice, I believe that was because he kind of asked him. Duplass was writing a, working on a project that, and he wanted to get a right-wing view on gun laws, so he spoke to Shapiro. I think that's how he got helped out. That's besides the point. But yeah, so he's tried to make every caution possible to say, I don't necessarily agree with this guy. I just think that maybe he does an okay job, and if you are going to interested in crossing the aisle and are interested in hearing what's going on on the the kind of populist right right wing side of things maybe check him out instead of fox news and that seems like a kind of a fair enough thing to do and yet detractors were apoplectic about it unsurprisingly mark deleted the tweet and who could blame him perhaps it should have ended there but that doesn't stop your mentions filling up with people telling you you're a racist, you're homophobic, etc., just because you said that someone should maybe check out a podcast. And so inevitably, not long after came the the Twitter apology, the screen grab of the statement, which are always kind of hilarious and obviously disingenuous and so gushing that that they just read bizarre. But I'll, I'll read it in full. So he wrote, 
So that tweet was a disaster on many levels. I want to be clear that I in no way endorse hatred, racism, homophobia, xenophobia, or any such form of intolerance. My goal has always been to spread unity, understanding, and kindness, but I'm going to make mistakes along the way. Sometimes I move too quickly when I get excited or fail to do enough research, or I don't communicate myself clearly. I'm really sorry. I now understand that I need to be more diligent and careful. I'm working on that, but I do believe in deeply in bipartisan understanding, and I will continue to do my best to promote peace and decency in this world right now. That said... I hear you, and I want to say thank you to those who reached out with constructive criticism. I've genuinely learned so much and wish everyone all the best. Mark Duplass. Now that apology sounds like one we've heard a lot of times the last few years and for a lot more serious crimes. And I always think it's funny how these people kind of present themselves like they're... When they, when they wrote the offending tweet, they were a toddler just kind of stumbling through life not really knowing what they were doing you know Duplass says I now understand I need to be more diligent and careful as if you know before he was just this thoughtless guy and he's had this huge lesson overnight you know he's obviously a a smart dude maybe he didn't do all of the research ever on Ben Shapiro before he did that tweeted that recommendation but when can you when can you ever fully know the complete measure of a person, know their entire back catalogue of thought, everything they wrote and sin- wrote since they were 12 years old. And the fact is that, yeah, Shapiro has said some pretty nasty stuff, but mostly over a decade ago and when he was a teenager and stuff that he's since taken back. And maybe that's, maybe that's not excusable, but that's for the listener to make up their own mind, you know. Just because Mark Duplass has tweeted something doesn't mean everyone is suddenly going to think this guy that he's recommending is a, is a saint, you know. People were capable of making up their own minds. So anyway, Duplass tweeted that statement. And when I saw it, you know, my initial thought was a slight disappointment, you know, thinking, ah, oh, did he really have to do that, you know? If you are going to make an effort to try and reach across the aisle and say, I think people who disagree with me I think that the fact that they hold opinions is a valid thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that, which it's crazy to think is a difficult thing to do these days, you kind of got to stand by it, haven't you? Really, you've got to own it and be prepared for some flack to come with it. So to turn around and then issue a full apology and kind of baby yourself for this statement, saying you know I didn't know what I was doing, it's just it's a bit of a shame, really. But. Whenever I often have that initial reaction when I see someone apologise for something I don't think they really need to apologise for. But then I just remember how awful it is to have, to face any kind of internet vitriol, you know. I've been very fortunate to only experience a tiny bit of it, you know, from the odd, the odd piece or the odd review where people think you've got it dead wrong and maybe sometimes they're a bit mean about it and you have to try and kind of, keep a thick skin and remind yourself that you know for every couple of negative comments you might get there are you know hopefully the silent hundreds thousands whatever that just read it and enjoy it and are probably less likely to comment because you people tend to want to actually take the time to leave words when they're feeling angry than when they're just feeling like pleased but it's not but it's not nice when you've got someone shouting at you from behind an avatar and i can only imagine what it's like when they're coming in every second, every second after second after second, people accusing you of you being a racist. You've got your agents calling you on and your 
half of Hollywood and you're thinking, shit, is my career over? Like, that's a, that was a very possible outcome. And I'm sure before writing this, he, he was like, I really don't want to do it. Uh, I really don't want to do it. But then it slowly dawned on him and from other recommendations, from publicists, etc., that it has to happen, it has to be done. And so that statement went out into the world. And the whole thing played on my mind for the rest of the day when I, when I, after I read about it and I'd been taken from a world of cycling around town in New Orleans, eating oysters, drinking beers, and then suddenly I'd been brought, brought back into reading blogs, reading Vox pieces about why this matters. And it just got me thinking, and not for the first time certainly, of what a scary world we live in now where only one kind of ideology is acceptable. You know, and I'm fortunate that I am a liberal and my thought the vast majority of the time does side with with Democrats because otherwise I don't know if it would even be possible to carve out a trade in this industry. And it's funny that Hollywood has become the absolute worst for it, you know, because it's the place more than any other where you need to be able to have a freedom of opinion and a freedom of thought and to not think that someone is a lesser human being because they don't feel the same way as you. You know, if the industrial lubricants industry was characterised by these kind of crazy tweets and then recanting of tweets and then subsequent apologies for tweets, it would all, it would all matter somewhat less because ultimately at the end of the day everyone would just be dealing with empirical and quantities. But, you know, we're talking about the creation of film and TV here. And the idea that within that there shouldn't be different voices and different opinions is so, so troubling. And just what does it, what does it mean to be so enraged by an indie film director recommending a podcast? Just like, take a, everyone needs to take a step back and think, just where are we right now? Like, what is going on? Everyone is able to make up their own minds and take or reject recommendations and... And people are allowed to make mistakes. Maybe Mark Duplass shouldn't have recommended him. I think, I, I think from, I take quite an active interest in, in the relationship between left and right wing podcasters and journalists. And I think from what I can see that Ben Shapiro is quite good at accepting liberals for what they believe and, and trying to cross the aisle in, in some respects. He does it with more dignity than a lot of people on the left do even though I still maintain that I think a lot of his views are awful and a lot of the way he can twist the news in his podcast is quite damaging. So just saying that this guy, I don't believe in what he says, but he seems like an all right guy in terms of trying to bridge some kind of gap and have a conversation with someone and see, see what they think, what you think, and try and make some kind of assessment there and work out how we move, to, move forward together as a people. That seems like a fair enough thing to me to, to say. You know, it's so strange to be, to live as a liberal in 2018. And, you know, I feel like I want to, I want to embrace everyone, you know, people I agree with, people I don't agree with. I want to hear them out. I want to talk to them. I want to get to know them. I want to reject some of the things they say and I want to welcome others. And I just, I don't see myself in this other form of liberalism where people who dissent from your frame of mind are essentially criminals or should be devalued as humans should have their job stripped from them either by force or just by leading other followers away from them so they can no longer ply a trade that just seems authoritarian and right-wing to me and it's just 
it's so at odds. And every time one of these little events happen, and these Duplass things, and they happen on at least a weekly basis, you wonder when it's going to be the last one or the most extreme one, And but they just seem to get more ridiculous. You know, this latest one is a very, very cautious, carefully worded suggestion that you might want to listen to a podcast of someone with a very different mindset if you're just interested in getting to know them. And if that constitutes a witch burning, then we're, we're screwed for art for the next few years because we're going to restrict ourselves to the kind of people we work with. We're going to work with a limited number of people who feel the same way and art's going to conform to a certain set of beliefs. And it's not anger I feel over the situation, one of many. It's just exhaustion, man. But perhaps the only solace we can take is that there must be, I don't know if it's a silent majority, maybe it is a minority, but there is a vast group of people out there, I know, like myself, who think that people don't deserve to be thrown under the bus for making mistakes, whether that mistakes making a ill-advised tweet recommendation or saying some awful things when you're a teenager that you've since decided were wrong because you've grown up. I know there are other liberals out there like me who still want to talk to and have friendships with people on the other side of the aisle. And I guess it's just about how do we get those people together. It's just a lack of confidence. Everyone's, everyone's scared. No one's willing to put their name to anything that understandably, understandably no, not willing because it might jeopardize their friendships or their career or their clout. And this is going to be the biggest struggle for us going forward, I think, as, as, as for America and as for a, a larger for people for, for, for the world. You know, this idea of conforming to a set of views and the idea of it being a performance because you do it because this is how you want to be perceived and you want to fit in with these cliques of people. If we all start putting fashion or our careers above truth and above what we really think and how we really want to respect other people then then this is this is the issue we've got to get over you know if the last few years the problem to civil society and democracy has been fake news the next problem over the next few years we need to think about is fake views right i'm gonna switch the internet back off now and try and re-engage with the semblance of real life we can find in the world out there and uh, I hope when I turn it back on we will have finally found a way to love each other a little bit more and forgive each other a little bit more and not be at each other's throats all the time. It's been a slightly unorthodox kernels but I think this all feeds into a larger conversation about film and is going to affect a lot of the output we see from Hollywood in the next few years which is something I'm sure we will discuss in the podcast more. All right, thanks so much for listening. Reach out if you have any thoughts, and I'll speak to you next time. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. 
every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.